The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com. That's blackblueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, love. Barry Axius, aka BA, aka BA Baracus. Nah, never that. AKA <laughs> formerly known as Smooth B. Smooth B. Smoother. 24 hour hustler. We bring you the Say Something podcast where we address all things going on out here in this world, in this life, in these streets. Say something, say something, say something. Most definitely bring you episode number 32. Shooting for 55. Forget about 40. We're going for 55. Hitting you with that Marcus Allen today, though. Marcus Allen was a great running back. I mean, could have said OJ. Huh. Okay. <laughs> a great running back. Very much so. But no longer known for being a running back. Nah, nah. He or made... the Hurts commercial. Yeah. Uh, or uh, the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. You remember those for, Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's known for a white truck and killing a white woman. Yes. Uh, speaking of the juice, we can go ahead and slide into that. Well, you want to jump into it? Might as well. The juice is loose. It's a big day. It's a big, big, big week. Well, let's get to let's get to the clapping and the celebration. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. May parole. Yeah, uh, October first. One Orenthal James Simpson gets to come home. It was sensationalized by the media. It was put out there to be a event, yes. as every other thing that has OJ has become. And I think that it also. If you want to talk about a slap in the face for not only the people that died, but just for the simple fact that you want to continue to keep this race issue flaming and going. And the fact that when white folk always talk about black people need to stop talking and forget about slavery. Well, I think they need to stop talking and worrying about this whole OJ and Nicole thing because they can't let that go for nothing. Nah, OJ Simpson, the godfather of reality TV. He is the reason why uh, you have reality shows now. He's the reason why there's... So, he, yeah, he came before um, they exi- Real TV. They exist because of him. Was that, was that what it was? Uh, um, what was the, the one on MTV? Real, Real World. Real he World. Came, he came Real, before Real All that right? stuff. Uh, they didn't realize that there was such a market for... for fo- like, court TV, they never followed trials like that. Mm-hmm. And they re- realized that people drew to round-the-clock coverage... And once they realize that, there's a lot of networks that exist today because of O.J. Simpson. Most definitely. A lot of TV shows that exist. Because once they figured that people were more uh, engaged in that real life story than scripted television, that's what opened the door for if you like the real housewives of whomever who liked Ray J for the love of basketball, who used to be married to so-so, whatever them shows are that you like, uh, all of that stemmed off of... OJ is the godfather of, of reality TV. A lot of folks use the Juice's name for game and fame and uh, collect them a little change. And he got paroled. Uh, if you saw it, this will let you know his probation hearing was covered on ESPN and and several other small networks live, social media feeds, uh, all that. It was like it was it was reality TV. Mm. You know. I mean, I remember it just being going back and watching the Houston Knicks game and they cutting that and going into the chase. <laughs> Two miles an hour so yeah, everybody see yeah. you. And and just how surreal that was and not really understanding the magnitude. And the funny thing about it is I never really followed the um the court case as much as other people did. I just didn't think that it was 
something I just wasn't into it but as it kind of got down to the nitty gritty seeing some of the different things and how it all played out and then just remembering when the verdict happened just because OJ was black I just wanted him to get out um, because I just remember the Rodney King thing and how that whole verdict went down so it was kind of like yo you know I'm pulling for OJ unfortunately OJ wasn't pulling for himself because as we all know when you look at why he's in prison now, currently, it's damn near not for what he should be in prison for. No, no, no. And they threw the book at him when it came to the charges. Uh, something that was funny is when his trial came out, I was in high school. And the high school that I went to was a predominantly Caucasian high school. That might have been fun. So, eh, not... I. Not really. I wasn't a good well, headspace when I was y'all, there. Y'all being very yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just thought I had a real moment for a second. Thought back, it wasn't not so much. But I do remember when the verdict came through, and I was at school. You'd have thought that they gave, told every student, you got a free pass to Disneyland. When it came back that OJ was not guilty, they were screaming and cheering like, like, like these was juicy stepkids or something. Wait, at an all white at school? an all white school. So they was happy. They was pulling for juice. Like they so was, they, they knew Nicole Simpson was a hoe. They was like they didn't give two dams about Nicole or Ron. That that that's the one thing that I never, and like I said, I'm not promoting death on anyone. Yeah. But let's be real when we're gonna talk about the subject. That's the one thing that I was frustrated about, not looking at the trial as much as people dissect it, but just knowing what I know and how the media spent spend it. And how they continue to spin it. Not one time did they ever even acknowledge that, uh, you know, the young man, Ronald Goldman, I believe he is, yeah. was a lover. You know, they never really get into in depths about her relationship with this young dude. Well, uh, the prosecution did. The defense did. The, well, I mean, yeah. if they did, of course, they had to put that together. Yeah. But what I'm saying as the media takes it, yeah, they never it's never been flabricated. And it's never been built up the way it was always built up that OJ killed her. I yeah. mean, you never, you still see, of course, the def, uh, you know the defense of OJ would also paint the picture that Nicole was a little, um, you know, hole around the corner. But at the same time, when you hear the stories now, they never implicate their relationship. It's, it's never like Nicole was this sweet, innocent girl that just got killed. And again nobody deserves anything that she got nobody yeah whether it was oj whether it was a hitman whether it was whoever yeah. whoever no one deserves it but let's not make it seem like oj was just some rampant lunatic that just lost it because you know there yeah. is some things that kind of fueled whatever happened prior to the event it's not just like nicole was just trucking and being a, a nice cindy and just was okay with everything and you know again that's not implying because i don't want people to think oh yeah I'm, I'm all for a killer, but it's just, if we're going to tell the truth, tell the whole truth. Let's explain it. Let's be um, open. Let's be mindful that at the end of the day, there's things that triggers individuals to become this uh, vengeful and get into this type of rage. Yeah, there was a lot of component. I always likened the, the Chris Rock joke to, to OJ. Not even to make the situation people die funny, but it was, you know... He was paying twenty grand a month in alimony. This man living in his house, driving his car, effing his wife in a house he's still paying the mortgage on. Yeah. You know, I ain't saying he should have killed her. 
but I understand. Yeah, let's get into details. Uh, it's not. It's it's not into like a can. Of course, in a trial, they they got into it because that's a part of the mechanism. But when you talk, when they talk about it all, it's always painted as Nicole was a sweet, innocent girl, and you know Goldman was just a guy that was literally like dropping off a, a Domino's pizza and was on his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, those those things, those other factors, those those triggers. Like I said, not saying he should have, but I understand. It makes sense. There are people who have things that are circumstances, not circumstantial, but but some circumstances that that make things make you feel a certain kind of way. Because OJ wasn't the only one in the news this week on legal issues. Yeah, well, definitely OJ wasn't. But I just want to end up finishing with him one one quick thing. How did you react? To having to see, because it was when OJ's, first of all, it, I think it was ridiculous him being on, um, you know, his whole parole thing being televised. That's one. Yeah. Then the fact that they was bringing in all of these issues over again, like Furman, the officer, having those tapes finally come out. Leaking yeah. those like, How did you feel about all these things like what were they trying to do what were they trying to spark up like well because like i said oj is the godfather of reality tv in the last three years leading up to his when the question of his parole date came up they released the fx the people versus oj simpson there was the espn 30 for 30 there was the one with uh martin sheen uh how saying oj was innocent here's some alternatives there's two other shows coming out based around oj uh, he, folks, literally use the Juice's name for game and fame. So anything that's anything connected to OJ, old Furman, they've been dragging everybody out. They've been yeah. dusting everybody up. I ain't seen Cato yet. That's it. They've dusted everybody else He's off. Probably somewhere in Vegas. Yeah, Christopher Darden, Marshall Cross. All they've been they've been dusting all them off. Furman, he was speaking this past week. Like I mean, everybody who was in, remotely connected to to this case. Is, is shining. This was like the greatest trial in American history. And it was always, and I think it's always the factor of the black superstar male icon, OJ Simpson, and the white, blonde, blue eyed girl. Yeah. It, I mean, there's just so many components to that about his public persona, which was huge. Uh, you know, because in all reality, OJ was their guy. He wasn't our guy. Yeah, so it, it, it's one of those things. It's almost like if you heard about Wayne Brady getting hit with a double homicide. So it's almost like the Tiger Woods flipping, and that's why they made such a big deal. Yeah, like, it's like this, was, this is, you know, well, the problem, yeah, the issue Tiger got is, oh, this is another OJ. Yeah. That's why he got double backlash. But so when OJ got, when all that came out, it was, this. oh, we, we let this dude in. Mm, uh, yeah, like, like he was... He was one of the he boys, like yeah, like no, no, he wasn't like the rest of them, yeah. you know. We we thought he was cool. So uh, if he was just uh, a Michael Vick Negro, if he was Jim Brown, this thing wouldn't have wouldn't, wouldn't, even, wouldn't even went this way. It, it wouldn't. Even if it was Jim Brown and a white girl. If it was Jim, all things being equal, had it been Jim Brown, not O.J. Simpson, they'd have shot the tires out on that Bronco on the freeway. Mm. Okay, <laughs> Jim Brown wouldn't have got to drive all the way to his mama's house. It was like. OJ was a shocker to everybody. Yeah, because you know Jim Brown, he took the stance with with Lou Alcindor yeah. at the time and, were, and Ali and all there. He was a completely different cat. 
Jim Brown was too black and too proud. Yeah, yeah. Was OJ like, was I'm cooning out for real. Yeah, so that that whole scenario would have went a completely different way. But that's why OJ got a lot of love when it came to even how they dealt with him. You know, it, and and if you remember, I mean, I, we started, like I really saw how big of a celebrity he was in that whole trial, checking that out a little bit. Yeah, and if you look at it, when they busted him, they didn't even want to bust him. Because they, when they got, when they found out she was dead, the first thing you do is go to the spouses and then you know go, go to the protocol. When they cuffed him, the cops didn't want to cuff OJ. Mm. They were like, "Man, I, I have to, like, I got to, we got to take you in for questioning. That's like, crazy. I don't even want to do it." So, uh, who he was back then was was a huge difference. But like, why I say that all the other circumstances that, you know, how we move and operate, how that you know leads to these outcomes that we get is, uh, like I said. Talk about another celebrity that's struggling this week. Shit, uh, there's a whole bunch of celebrities well, struggling. It is. Especially black celebrities struggling. But one in particular who also had a, a relatively clean history. You ain't never heard about him touching up no women. You ain't never heard about him. You know, no drug cases. No, no, nothing like that. Who, uh, he is really going, it's going to be a rough 2018. Because they're, they're compiling all the, the, this information on him now. Is one uh, U.S. H e r r a y m o n d. Let me be one to burn. Yeah, Usher. Let it burn. Yeah, because this confessions is coming out right now publicly for real. Listen, all ladies, if you're gonna get a disease and get burnt by someone, let it be a Negro with some money. Yeah, because uh, Mr. Usher Raymond the Fourth, he uh, after he got divorced from. Uh, Oh girl. Oh girl. He uh, apparently when he went on that little rampage, he was uh he contracted and then gave uh herpes. I to wonder a if girl. Chili I wonder if Chili got it. I don't think so, because the wife didn't, and the wife is after Chili. Mm. But he had sex with the girl who was her bridesmaid. That's what they was doing. They was have he had sex with the bridesmaid, like Literally, they was about to get married. He's having sex, which is yeah, so, a, a player player move. Which is why I think maybe Chili was saved. But Man, who the hell did he get it from? Well, this he was Usher. <laughs> and in 2007, you know what? What's crazy about this story? Because you and I both know that you know, but normal brothers get it in, right? But brothers with some clout and some money gets it in. Yeah. And we all know the fact that the quality and quantity of women that they have, man, that make all little rosters of what we've had. Yeah. It, 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 2007, Usher? But listen, listen. Yeah, uh, yeah it, he was it, getting it, definitely, it in for real. And, then Usher, <laughs> and Usher's been getting good pussy, yeah. real talk, um, for many moons since he was a little young pup. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was um, running around with Puff Daddy. He was right? living with him for a while. Okay. That's when they had the little breakdown. Mm, you could to, imagine to what down. was going on that. And then he was rocking... And Pharrell came up with some crazy beats for him. And, you know, Jermaine Dupree came up with some crazy sounds for him. Usher's been winning. Yeah. But it's ironic how so many more of these stories, I'm sure, of some of these other guys, because they're always paying somebody, whether yeah. it's babies, whether it's, um, you know, well, hey, I cheated on so-and-so. Yeah. Whether it's, ah, let's keep this on a low. And the fact that, and I think we've talked about this offline, that we've always talked about, that stripper trap, right? That before back in the days, you would be, keep quiet about having a stripper on your roster. Oh, yeah. But now, in a, in these new days, it's kind of like, yeah, I was at the strip club. I was dating this stripper. I mean, no. Drake is like famous for calling out strippers and making them famous, yeah. right? 
it's crazy how one of the biggest artists, not just hip hop, not black Art. music, artists yeah. in the world has this situation come out and like it's it's now blown out of control because now you have this woman saying she wants more than the one point one she got no. and then there's some other women coming out. What you saying? So the so he settled almost ten years ago. Yeah, one point one, right? Yeah, but so the woman that he settled with, he's done with. The news came out that he settled with the woman for one point one. So once it came out that money was paid for getting herpes from him, another woman came out. And so she's oh, so a new, so this is a different, completely okay, different so woman. New booty. So the other girl found out that old girl, another old girl got paid one point one. So she filed her original suit for ten million. And now so she up forty, right? Well now. So she filed for ten and she was saying she wasn't even saying that she had it. She's saying she she filed for saying that he exposed her ah. to it without saying. So he was get he's getting charged with uh, negligence, battery, and emotional distress. So that was the ten million dollar suit. Since then, she went and got tested, came back. She has it now. She has it. So now she's suing for twenty. Why well, is this like a forty million dollar shot somewhere? Well, the, the, well, the problem is now is that you have a bunch of women. Who are starting to backlog if they've ever uh, <laughs> got it nice and slow? Listen, listen, so, listen. so I'm saying, so they're eventually nice and slow. So eventually, by I said by the end of the year, there's probably you may be all the way to a class action suit. This is a crisis, man. Um, this is a crisis because first of all, Usher, what the fuck are you doing going raw dog with any of these chicks, man? Like what? Come well, on, bro. Well, this is herpes. You don't even ha- uh, you don't even have to be going raw. Like saying something to, to keep it clean and be, you can get herpes with wearing a condom. Mm-hmm. So the it, the problem is is like it's a hard one. So th- it could not be. So in the beginning, it may it may just been a question if he just got caught out there. But the the issue now is he chose not to tell anybody. So every woman he slept with after he found out, that's against the law. So you can't willingly sleep with somebody with a, with a disease like that and not tell them because you got to give them the option if they want to stay or not. And yeah, and so damn, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. And then damn. keep keep it real. One in four in the United States of America, one in four have herpes. Mm. So I mean, it's really a game of duck, duck, goose <laughs> when you out in the club and when you start raising your numbers up like and yeah, that. And then it's the same time, like even when you're protected. You're still in a race. You can still get it. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of it's, that that's a that's a nasty one. I, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. I feel so any any all out there who got it, damn. And then he must have <laughs> got him all when he was what is it? When that shit was in the mist, it was it was it was hot and heavy. It was uh it was a breakout. Yeah. It was yeah, broken it was, out. It was, breakout, it, was, it was a breakout hit. And wow. yeah, so all it Gosh. took Man, so yeah, that, 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 that's um, and he hasn't said anything about anything. Nah, they're doing all the talking because what the issue is is that now every woman who slept with him, oh, they're getting money that he didn't tell. They're gonna get paid. So, re- gonna so get realistically, paid. the big thing is you supposed to come out and say, "Look, um, I've got every disease under the sun, and uh, if we have a baby, I ain't gonna take care of it. Like, here's everything horrible that can happen. Are you cool with that? All right, all right, and then go forward. Crazy how Charlie Sheen. We don't even talk about him in HIV, but Usher can't even get a pass for his herpes. 
Yeah. Okay. So Charlie Sheen should be looking at jail time. And he ain't. Yeah. If you have a, if you are uh, HIV positive, you are HIV positive, and you sleep with somebody without telling them, that's jail time. But he, we ain't even talking about him. Oh no, because he's winning. What is he <laughs> drinking? That tiger, tiger blood. He he. This okay, dude. That's, let me just, that, that that's white privilege for real, man. That's the type of shit that I just don't understand. That like, is no. I wouldn't even cut you off. I'm just I was nah, agreeing with I'm you. Just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying like Usher's shit is fucked up. Charlie Sheen shit is fucked fucked up. And we ain't even talking about that where we're really making an issue and it's like people are getting paid and now Usher is in, you know, hiding and probably totally embarrassed. There's really nothing he can do to sit there and say, well, this is not true or this is true. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm sure he's sitting in a, in a, in a closet, just kind of like, damn. I wish I had the R. Kelly problems. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But it's just crazy how the media chooses, even when we talk about the OJ thing, that there's so many black celebrities. Once they get caught up doing something to this magnitude, they are going to be bombarded with so much bad press, and it seems like a lot of white celebrities get more passes. You know, if there's a drug addict, white person rehab, and then the black um, celebrity is a fucking drug addict. Get what yeah. I'm talking about? The, 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 difference, the only thing I would look at the difference between, say, the Usher to Charlie Sheen is give it a minute. Because this, this is in the first seven days of this breaking. So Charlie Sheen was, was brought to light about his. It just went away quickly. You know, nobody even thinks of no one even thinks about that breakdown, that complete meltdown and train wreck that Charlie Sheen was a couple years ago. Yeah. Like... But then he did what you're supposed to do. He went and sat down somewhere. Mm. He's not giving interviews. You don't see him showing up at the spot. He's not on TV. He's not he on the radio. One, he gave one big. Uh, he gave like a few big interviews, and then he kind of got. He, he did the stand-up tour. I think he ended up getting through two or three shows, but he got cashed out. He got cashed out from the network for that two and a half men. He got cashed out like for all the stuff that he was doing, and then he went and sat his ass down somewhere. Mm. So I think that that's that's a big factor too, like when you're in the middle of screwing up, you know, just go sit down somewhere, like just just quit quit trying to explain it away, quit trying to to, to you know to do this that just just sit down. And Usher's doing the right thing, you know, he, he's just sitting down. He's got to let this wave rush over him, you know, sucks because he's been touring partially with Chris Brown and, and some other folks. So you know he got that big song out with Chris Brown, uh, Party and Gucci. Mm. Uh, yeah, he does. Gucci man. So, <laughs> well, I think that also takes takes you into the simple fact that um, as you get older, you can't keep on running with these young boys. You can't keep on doing what these young boys are doing. Yeah. This is a lesson that we have to all learn and look at it in our society as men. You know, we have to start kind of slowing down. You know, pulling the brakes on you know our uh, our appetite with women because Usher was once. An artist that I thought was going to just be smooth sailing, kind of going to the raptures of, you know, the Luther Vandross and coming more with these ballads of more love and, yeah. and kind of grown. And it almost seemed like he did a, a total reverse and was like, I ain't got time to lose my image or give my throne up just yet from the young boys. Like, you know, you look at it, you're talking about he's doing songs with Chris Brown. Yeah. I mean, when Usher came out. And Chris Brown, that's a big it's large gap. About 10 gap. years between. Yeah, it's a big, large gap. So in the sense of where you would think Usher would be more in the raptures of kind of coming down with more music that gears to the older and the 
old school lovers of what Usher was, but he's kind of jumped into the, the the saga of still being relevant for the younger people where the younger people identify and that's a good thing yeah but look what you sit in there catching well i well a couple things so and i agree with you on on some of it because he got his hair dyed yet blonde now yeah, it's just like you're not you're staying yeah. in that like i said the peter pan syndrome you're still being young when you old get old relax retire be like prince yeah well, I, well so he got burned in his late 20s so so part of that is, is I get I, I'm not sure how long ago he messed with the woman who's suing him now. But the first woman he settled with, he was maybe 30 years old, maybe. So he was still in the age to be out there, you know, running around. I, I'm not going to call out a 20. He, he's Chris Brown's age now. So if you tell me Chris Brown's out at the club or out partying, whatever, I don't think he's past that point in his age, especially for his level of fame at the yeah. time. Uh, then he made that shift over to the EDM stuff where he, a completely different environment. So that's all the, you know, raver kind of club stuff, whatever. So in bigger audiences, different kind of demographic. So, I mean, he's now, I sure got to be close to 40 or got to be about 40. And so, you know, the blonde hair stuff, he may be doing too much. I'd be interested to see when he got in trouble. Like if he, if this girl is brand new, like if he's forty years old, getting you know burning a twenty-two year old, that's where he's gonna have problems. But if he if she was back then and everybody got burned at the same time, you know that'd be interesting. But you you did touch on one other. Uh, I was about to call him gentleman, but that don't seem to apply to this guy uh, who was in the music business who's having some legal issues this week. Uh, Robert Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. I have to say, and, 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 and also, it also applies to Usher. If these Negroes can be in all this hoopla and like their careers can't be shut down, like their careers can't just be done. Yeah. That says something more about the society that we live in than them. Okay. And the allegations that came out with R. Kelly. Yeah. This new sex cult. Yeah. It, to me, it blows my mind. Because it's kind of like, when do these Negroes get it? Like, when when is enough enough? Let's get them up to speed in case you're not familiar. Uh, Robert Kelly, oh, a.k.a. Man, it's R. Like Kelly. It's almost right now with these guys. A.k.a. Man. the Pie Piper. Uh, you can't have R&B without the aura. Uh, allegations this last two weeks, more or less, about how uh, he's running these little camps where he's got women. Sex cults, man. Well, Little compounds where he gets these women, and and just to to, to clarify and, and preface it right, these are women of age. So it's not like the the allegations from before where these chicks were 14, 15, 16. Now they're barely of age, but what, they are years old. Yeah, but they are adult. That does make a difference. I mean, it does. Uh, yes, it does. It does. If if if, if somebody told me that it was a twenty year old versus a sixteen year old, that's a, that makes a big difference to me. You know. Uh, so these are all women. To me, it doesn't, but I guess. Well, if you're old enough to go and fight in the military. No, nah, I mean, I, I hear you. Yeah, I so hear I mean, if, if, you, if you're willing to make that decision for yourself. But I don't yourself, think a 50-year-old has any business. I don't give a fuck if it's Hugh Hefter or not. A 50-year-old don't have a, any business with a 20-year-old. Well, no, but I, I started with saying that these women are legal to say what the, what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, because these women are put in, a, they're in these homes that he has, and he yeah. dictates when they eat, what they eat, what they wear. When they wear it, how he's pleased sexually, everything about their life 
he dictates. That's why it was important for me to say that they're of age, because these are women who chose to be there for one reason or another. Now, most of them gave the same story that they were at a, at a R. Kelly concert and that he picked them out of the crowd. Either he or one of his dudes, one of his, one entourage, of his entourage, pulled them out of the crowd and then they, they got a chance to meet him backstage. Some of these women were aspiring singers. Others were just cute. So uh, in any event, he invited him backstage. He invited him to come go to the next city with him, maybe. Uh, and then to come out to one of his homes, one in California. And then he has a, a setup in Chicago, a setup in Georgia. And so wherever they were at, he was having them come to those, those homes. And then once you get there, uh, one woman says that she was cut, guilted into doing like a little porno photo shoot. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I prefaced it by saying she's legal. She's an age. So he was buying her clothes, uh, taking her here, doing this, that, and the third, and then said he wanted to take some pictures, you know, whatever. And she said she felt guilted into it, kind of like everything I've done for you so far, all the least you can do is just, you know, let, let's get this little photo shoot on. And that's kind of the story that some of these women are saying, that he starts off with the whining and dying, and he starts off with the, you know, giving you this and then you know taking you this but you owe me that yeah kind of like a suge knight deal in the 90s you know i'm gonna do one favor for you but you owe me five. Oh yeah a lot of people on that suge knight deal yeah and so these women are all now uh you know their parents are saying that they're kidnapped they're in a cult they've contacted several of the women the women are saying no i'm fine i'm good i i'm i'm not kidnapped i'm not hostage like i'm choosing to be here uh, and then they're saying that those women have been brainwashed. And wasn't, that R. Kelly, wasn't R. Kelly married? At one point. No, like, wasn't he married again? Like, with some younger chick? Uh, I don't know if he married her. I know he was married to uh, the the of-age woman some years back. No, I, I think he got married so, again. With somebody a third like, time? Yeah. Uh, I'm Shit, not, maybe a fourth. Third or fourth. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. I know of the one because she did the reality show. Mm. Uh, one of those... Um, love of whomever's for for Ray J and Flavor Flav, whatever whatever that that reality show was. Uh, so these women are all saying that. So now there's a few women who are saying that that wasn't a get down. Yeah. You know that uh, they were groomed since they were 17. Um, yeah, and I and I believe that. And that, but the problem with with that is is that they weren't picked out and swooped up by Kelly. They were served up by their parents. Mm -hmm. So one of them, an uh, aspiring singer, she met him when she was 17. She turned 18. Her daddy sent him to R. Kelly's house, mm -hmm. sent her over there. Like he was going to groom her for the music business and help her become a star. And daddy was like, uh, you better go over there and get that money. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, all sides of this story is disgusting, yeah. wrong, filthy, pathetic. I'm going to go to the R. Kelly side first. In the sense of being a guy that has been attached to these notorious videos. A guy that has been attached to Aaliyah and marrying her underage. I mean, documentation saying this is yeah. what it is. Not rumor. Right. Rumor. Not rumor. The fact that he's continued to parade around as a Pied Piper and understanding the, um, you know, background of the Pied Piper. Yeah. Right, the origin led the children yes, out of town. Exactly. Never to and be seen. then the simple fact that he's kept on this facade of before he came out real grown, mature, which was 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 made everybody love him. 
then it's kind of like he's dumbed it down to be more in the in crowd with the youngins. And now he even dresses nowadays like he's a youngin. Very much an a artistic genius in music for sure will give him that. But in the same sense, if you already know that people are watching and people are waiting for you to screw up, just like the OJ thing, why put yourself in a position to screw up? Yeah. You have to really be cognizant of what is going on and what people feel and what people believe. Myself, as I get grown and get older, I can't even look at a 24-year-old. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't matter how fine, how beautiful, how intelligent, how much she got it together. I always look at that as, damn, I mentor 23-year-olds. I mentor 21-year-olds. I don't want to be in a club with a 24-year-old. It has nothing to do with maturity level. It's preference. It's just yeah. how does that look? I don't care about what Hugh Hefner does. I don't give a damn about what that person does in a sense of where we're at. And because I know knowledge from my homegirl in Chicago, shout out to my homegirl, Nadi. She told me before videos came out, before allegations came out, this pervert used to drive through and pick up chicks at in Chicago high schools. Yeah. Matter of fact, was dating one of her friends that was underage during the time that we were still young, right? And, I, and I'm thinking, and when I see and I hear these this story, this cult, I'm thinking like, Mr. R. Kelly, Grandpapa, what the fuck are you doing now? Going to the women, is it now the new thing? To just find a Negro, whether he's a gangster, whether he's a, a, a singer, whether he's old, whether he's white, whether he's decrepit, I, it doesn't matter what is he. As long as he has some power, resources, and access, you are getting whatever you want. Have we sold ourselves that short women to the fact that instead of looking at for the man that he is, you look at for the power and the stuff that you can get. So then I have to look into the fault of the women. Have you not seen this show before? Yeah. Have you not watched uh, 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 um, Sparkle? Have you not watched Aaliyah? I mean, there's a whole other host of other quote-unquote singers that R. Kelly has had. And their careers either went a short distance or never went at all. Then going into the family members, to the parents. What the fuck are you thinking? I would be damned to sell my daughter out, my son out, for any type of fame. I'd be damned to sit there knowing this guy's history. And a lot of these parents were parents that saw the videotape of him pissing on these 14-year-olds. Yeah. I would be damned to sit there and think, R. Kelly can help my child with the career, especially when I know, looking at his track record, it ain't going to be like that. No, the fact of the matter is that in 2017, uh, you're not blindsided by R. Kelly. No. So when when I that that's another reason why I said I, I stress the fact that these women were legal. You your entire if you're 20 years old, your entire life, R. Kelly's been shady. Yeah. Like it's not like with some of us where you know a lot of us were too young to quite get the Aaliyah thing when it happened. Like it's kind of like, oh, he was kind of old. Like, huh? He's kind of, but it, the magnitude yeah, didn't really like, settle yeah, in. Like, exactly. You know, and that's why he was able to get away. Yeah, with but it. I'm saying, so when you look back, then you're like, he wrote her first album, AJ, nothing but a number. Now all of a sudden, that stuff Going starts to down, go. Ain't nothing yeah. about that thing. Yeah, that stuff starts to make sense now. But back then, 
I can give Subliminal you Subliminal messages. Yeah, I her. can give you a lightweight pass if you didn't connect the dots back in the nineties. But in 2017, you know who this man is. Exactly. You know, that to me is <laughs> sending a blonde white girl to OJ's house in 2017. <laughs> that's that's I mean, God rest the dead. That's sending a 10-year-old to Michael Jackson's house back in 98. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things that there's enough points of reference and enough history. That's like giving Pookie crack. Yeah. Like, you should know what this is going to be. That's like asking Iverson for practice. Yeah. Practice. 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 Yeah, so to me, for anybody, so there's a degree of, so so with R. Kelly, why he's now uh, getting ready for his legal issues with this, because uh, 90% of the women who dealt with him are saying ain't nothing wrong. And then you know what? At the end of the day, motherfuckers want to get paid. Yeah, so the 90% of them- That, I, that, that hush money kind of dried out. Yeah, well, they're, well, they're either, uh, they're truly caught up in the cult, like people are saying. Truly. Or they're just cool with the situation. Or because I mean, there, there's well, I mean, or again, that hush money ain't keeping them hushing no more. No, no, I'm talking about for the ninety percent that are cool, not the ten percent that have a problem with it. So like when they ask women, what's wrong with our, ain't nothing wrong with him. They keep you as a cult, ain't no cult. That ninety percent is still it, getting paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're cool with the situation, whatever it is, whatever their capacity is is being filled, they're fine. So for the ten percent that are start that they're trying to. Trying to get this witch hunt together to, to, to make sure that they can find these people like they find in Little Girls for Usher. Mm. They got burned. Mm. R. Kelly went out and got Bill Cosby's attorney. Because <laughs> if you're going to find an attorney that can get you off of multiple allegations and charges from a bunch of women right now, she to go to. So this week, R. Kelly went and tapped oh, into man. Bill Cosby, a.k.a. Slick Willie from Philly, got his attorney. Man. To to, to to get ahead of this. It, 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 it gets worse and worse. <laughs> this shit, man. Man, it, it is a uh, reckless we, ass week. We have so many problems as as far as black male figures. Yeah. Um, on every level. That when you keep on hearing this buffoonery, this this coonery, this fuckery, this shake your head moment with these brothers that are in power, the brothers that don't have power, and for what we have as men to look at. And have to say, here's our standards. I don't see any. It it seems like no matter what tax bracket these Negroes get into, somehow, some way, they lead into some mis- some mischief, some misguided, some thought and principle thinking. Well, I'm not black. No one's gonna pay attention for the fact that I have a a a stockhold of women from city to city, state to state, and I'm creating this sexual kind of culture. Oh yeah, Hugh Hefner's doing it, but Hugh Hefner is white. It's called white privilege. It's just like Conor McGregor can go ahead and thrust around and talk about uh, black people and be very racist, but low cut. And when Floyd Mayweather is being cocky and arrogant, Floyd Mayweather's the bad guy, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even call it low cut. I wouldn't. Well, evidently it's low cut because you know why? Because ain't nobody talking about it. No one's speaking up on about it. No Ooh. one's sitting there really putting the 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 uh, the thumb on the needle when it comes to this guy. This guy's able to do whatever he wants to do. Just like with these guys, once they start like, and 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 and, and, and truth be told, what R. Kelly's doing 
it, I don't think it's anything different than a lot of other people that they are doing. I guarantee you a lot of these so-called celebrities have these kind of uh, I was watching Ballers and um, it was a, a preference called The Fun House. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you watched Ballers before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good show. Like, love, actually love the show now. The Fun House, but now you have R. Kelly's house. And the difference between a normal, regular guy having a fun house and R. Kelly having a fun house <laughs> is a lot. Yeah. Pool to, to, table, oh, maybe a PlayStation man. versus 22 butt naked bra to a nah, 22 years old. I'm, I'm talking about like having like you know baby cribs and see, but he takes a you know, baby cribs. Yeah, he's. And, I mean, he's strollers. And, uh, one thing I would say, uh, I give shot to uh, Shannon Sharp. You talk about people who who haven't been addressing the Conor McGregor. Well, thing. Shannon, Shannon always does his thing. Well, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I give I give props to him because he's been very clear and 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 about pointing that out. A lot of the other guys have been real soft and, and tiptoeing around it. But I'm I'm just saying I, I I acknowledge what that brother's doing because he's somebody with a platform who, I, who and we who have, stays and, on point. And we appreciate it. Yeah, but we I, I, that was just my personal because I know again, we, we get the one we get on the ones that don't. So I wanted to we make sure that we always have just one. It should be a full-on scale attack on Conor McGregor, and I know we're going off a little bit off the subject, but I just have to say this: it should be a full-on scale attack with black reporters and analysts, just like it was when LeBron James decided to leave Cleveland to Miami, or just like Colin Kaepernick took the stand and said, "I'm going to kneel." It should be a full-on scale attack. Why are not these Negroes who have so much time to put their own brother under the bus and drive through? Where's Ray uh, Lewis at? Uh, where's Mr. Michael Vick, who we going to talk about? Where, where's where's all these guys that have so much to say? Where is our good friend Jason Whitlock that have so much to say? I don't want to hear you speak on it. For a little bit, I want you to aggressively get on it and put it out for exactly what it is. Okay, so addressing that right there, the Jason Whitlocks, and there's a few other dudes. Here's the difference. They didn't not address it in, in the sense of uh, what Conor McGregor was saying. And if you're not familiar with his, his quotes, because some people just think he's a brash or arrogant guy, but why the specific things about being racist when Floyd was shadow boxing, he was saying, you know, that's right, boy, dance for me. And when the question was asked to him about uh, Rocky three and the premise of the question was Rocky three. If you don't familiar, that was when uh, Rocky fought Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Yeah. Mr. T. And he had to learn a brand new style of fight because he used to train with Mick. Mick died. Mick's the one had him chasing chickens and running up steps, yeah. whatever. He he, with Apollo. So then he went to train with Apollo and Apollo was, you know, bouncing. He was the. The, the Ali-ish for the role for the movie. Yeah. So Rocky had no rhythm. So Apollo took him to his gym with all right. black fighters and taught to the rhythm. And even and you know and I even remember Mick uh, uh, Pauly, uh, Adrian's brother, saying you know you he ain't got no rhythm. You can't train him like no colored fighter. Right. I remember that from the movie. So Connor had to learn to train to box instead of MMA, which was the the pres- which is what the the basis of the question was. About taking a fighter from one style and training them to another style, which was what, which was the premise. Yeah. So we asked him about Rocky and the Rocky Three, and Connor didn't quite remember the movie. And one of his entourage dudes says, "It's the one with the dancing monkeys." And Connor was like, "Yeah, the dancing monkeys," referring to the black fighters in Apollo Creed's gym. 
Then that took into the press conference where they were live and he addressed the previous comment saying people are saying that I'm racist. How can I be racist? I'm black from the belly button down. And it's kind of like starts like strutting around the ring. And he said, and for all my beautiful black women out there, all my black fans, this is for you. And he starts thrusting his pelvis into the air. Disrespectful on all fronts. So saying that to say, you say, where are the black analysts to address it? They did address it. And this is why um, people feel a certain kind of way about these. So Jason Whitlock was one of them. And his take was not that these were racially based comments uh these his was is this is just a show and they're just trying to sell up the fight of course and they're just well i'm saying so so for some people are like oh nobody's saying nothing about it oh no a lot of them did they just didn't take the stand that you think they should exactly so so that's why i give the kudos to shannon sharp because he called it like it was and actually stood up and said something because a lot of those guys are on the same network so it's not like it was, okay, well, he works for ESPN and they work for Spock, Fox and all that. Jason Whitlock and Shannon Sharp, they all work in the same yeah, network. Yeah. So it's not like I'm worried about my job. It's That's just the stance you take to kind of be in that group. They're selling tickets. Yeah. I'm not watching that shit. And I think all the dudes who don't jump on it for what it is is cowards. And to be honest with you... I haven't even listened in. I, you know, you of course because it's you, you're trapped in this world of social media, that's trapped in the world of television. Unless you just totally tune out, like I mean, totally tune out yeah. for like fucking three, four months, then you're not going to catch waves of this. Yeah. But I haven't sat there and like watched. No, I I've just been kind of like you know, you get tad bitch, you hear certain things, you move on. But it's a spectacle. I'm not into it. Um, you know. But getting back to I was going to tie that in because when we talk about the people that we, you said the male images that we have to look at, who that's what I'm saying. So sticking with that example, it's gotten to the point that because of all the racial stuff that's been let slide from Connor, we in this past week, the two people that black people as a whole had to look up to and root for was OJ getting paroled and Floyd woman beater Mayweather knocking out Connor McGregor. Mm. Like the pool of what we have to look at, who are we looking up to? And I look at what's the standard because another story came out in a slightly different direction. It's not sports related. It was a fake story that was across the Internet, but it led to a bigger picture. So this has to do with one Mr. Creflo Dollar. Mm. If, if you yeah, don't, yeah, 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 I heard about it. Okay. About yeah. So if you don't know who Creflo Dollar is, I know the name sounds like a Chicago pimp. Uh, Creflo Dollar is a uh, pastor. Uh, he's got a uh, a huge, huge uh, congregation based out of Shit, uh, he is Georgia. a pimp. I mean, why well, say just, what it was? I mean, he's a saying. pimp. Church pimp. So, uh, there, was a Hallelujah. Sto- there was a story that came out as a, fake, as a fake internet story that said that Creflo Dollar had a new pulpit put into his church yeah, made out of entirely $100 bills. That it was a $30 million pulpit and put in. And whoever let that... I saw people commenting on that shit. I was like, you guys are some dumb fucking idiots, man. But go ahead. So now, because of that story, the Creflo had kind of lightweight been out the news for a minute. Yeah, because he was asking for a jet last which time. Is what, which is what tied back into from that story. So people kind of forgot about Creflo. He had the luxury of the Bishop Eddie Longstrokes and all those dudes out there man. who took a lot of the fire uh, and, and took, the, took the direction. So now they're looking at, at Creflo, and then they started bringing up the Going to the congregation to help him get a new G, get a new uh, uh, jet. jet. 
and all the additions to the house and his refusal to address his release his financial statements like our number 45. And and so it kind of poses the question, who who do you run to? Like if you look at who you're supposed to look at for young kids and the people that they look up to, you're looking at the religious guy is out there just getting the community for money. You got the sports figures who are either doing criminal behavior or not carrying themselves in, in, like a, in a way. Yeah. Like you look at the entertainers who are in front of you constantly getting hit up in some scandal or another based upon I don't fault like Usher. I don't fault Usher for contracting an STD. It's the way he moved after he got it. Yeah. You know, when these are the things that you see and the people that you've looked at for years just getting roasted like this whole segment we've been doing this whole show is just nothing. But this is all in the last week. Like, it's not like we pull out all this stuff over years. And like it's a whole bunch of black Negroes. Yes. I mean, when <laughs> shame. I mean, you know, I always use a statement. I am a real model. I'm not a role model. Role models play roles. Yeah. I don't play in. I don't run from no script. I'm not Tiger Woods. Uh, the whole me, 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 I got to get mine. You got to get yours. This attitude that we have, this sensationalizing everything on the Internet, social media, I think is probably the worst thing that's probably hit this country since crack cocaine. I mean, I'm really being very honest and serious about that because it has created so many absurd superstars, so many absurd celebrities, so many like so much of the, the, the fake news and rumors and gossip that we get tied into, that we get connected to. It's created this fantasy for a lot of individuals and also it is also opened up Pandora's box of how ugly and disgusting this world truly is when I think sometimes I was okay just to believe that the tooth fairy was going to actually come and put a dollar under my pillow. Yeah, That's how I look at it sometimes. I don't really want to hear and see everything. Everything's about a like. Everything's about a share. Everything's about ha-ha, look at me. Even going into looking at where our state of sensitivity is we're so desensitized the young men watching the other man drown yeah that part right there like these cats are recording it laughing and then they put it where on social media yeah you cannot hide anything you have to expose everything and when you now start seeing all of these good fellas that once upon a time, like we said, we we argued it back and forth about the whole Michael Jordan thing. How you said, well, there was reports of him being like this, but I said, well, and honestly, Michael Jordan was a god. Had we had known a lot of the stuff that you were saying yeah. that was exposed, like it would be right now, yeah. Michael Jordan would not be a god. Magic Johnson would not be a god. Larry Bird would not be a god. None of these guys would be held to this esteem. Sandy Koufax, like I mean, Ty Cobbs, all these players and these people that we hold up with such a prestige would not be at the level. But now that it's almost kind of like you either have to sacrifice your good uh, integrity to be able to be in the right. Because whether it's a story of you doing something good or a story of you doing something bad, you are now going to be connected with being infamous. And that's what everybody wants to be. It's like this. I want to have this 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 idea of myself being something I truly am not. 
and infamy around me so people can continue to talk about me. Bad press is good press. Negativity is going to continue to bring the dollars in. R. Kelly, Usher, are their record sales going to go plummet? No, probably not. They'll probably go ahead and go do a show at Thunder Valley and still sell out. Don't ask me why. But when we see how this thing is moving and we grooving, that just makes more kids to say, I don't give a fuck. Why should I care when these people that I've been paying attention to and I've been uh, uh, um, worshiping, I've been idolizing, and I strive to be want to be like, why would I want to sit there and do anything different? Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're moving. No one's sitting there telling them anything. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of bad press, but they continue to go on and roll out with their day. Yeah. There is, I don't think there's any real... Um, accountability for bad behavior what really has happened to bill cosby in a sense of yeah he had that wave right he had that wave but he's still bill cosby still people believe in him his yeah. career is not totally damaged well that's a little different so and the reason why i say that is is because bill cosby's 80 years old so he and that's the only difference well no 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 but but why i say that is is because he had 50 years publicly of a good image. Yeah. So the last few years, there's going to be a lot of people of, of varying ages who are going to hold on. When you've got that big of a, of a, of a, of a catalog uh, and that many years of an image, it's hard to just destroy it in a couple of years. Now, history is going to change as time goes by what he's going to be remembered as. As they pulled the Cosby show off of certain networks in a different world and stuff wasn't being shown and you're not so tapped in and then you get so many years removed, then what he's going to be remembered more so for. Like if you're a younger generation now, Michael Jackson was always weird. Mm -hmm. Like there's no association to the Jackson 5. There's no association to the thriller era. They just start getting to touching kids. Yeah. Like after you get so many years in, that's that's that will eventually change. But this isn't a new practice. I mean, if you look at, I mean, when he died, Rick James died a hero. And this is the man that went to prison for chaining up a woman in the basement, doing sexual things to her and burning her with a hot yeah. crack pipe. So, I mean, this, I, what is it? What is this? I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we've done we've looked the other way for and our quote unquote celebrities. Saying. That's what I'm saying. You say, yeah. where, who, where's the backlash? I'm saying we've there's no backlash. We've historically never had it. There's really so, no backlash. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's heat. They get heat, but you know, living the not life. From us. Of, yeah, nah, not from us. I mean, they're living the life of being infamous, and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. There's no accountability. I mean, shoot, you got OJ going out on parole, and people was really acting as if that's a big deal. Like to Mandela me, getting released. Yeah, to me, it's like <laughs> fucking. He got parole. I mean, first of all, he should have got parole a long time ago. He shouldn't have did nine years. And secondly, who gives a fuck? Like, really, in reality, like, okay, and OJ is going to do what? When I look at all of the stuff that's going on in our community, our black community, and I look at how we are not striving all together as a people moving forward, and I watch all these other uh, uh, cultures kind of doing what they do, and a lot of them not having the spearhead of these athletes or entertainers flagging for their community because like we hold on to those we hold on to embrace the actors the actresses the the sports athletes we embrace them so much like that's the only thing we have to go to and of course we have the the bigger 
um, civil rights leaders or whatever that we are now being pummeled and pushed in and, and constantly being advertised because of the plan for the white man to keep us kind of motivated and be like Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King. We really necessarily as black people have nothing to stand on besides these people that are constantly being thrown in our face. Like that's it. Everybody wants to turn up. Nobody wants to get older. Nobody wants to start creating things in our community that's going to be vibrant, that's going to create wealth. We don't want to participate in a lot of this grown shit. We want to participate and look, look at what teeny, uh, Tiny and T.I. are doing. We want to be engulfed in that behavior. We want yeah. to worry about what these celebrities are doing compared to what we're doing in our own household. The shit is sickening. Yeah, you got uh, Jay-Z who dropped the uh, 444 talking about business. Well, just talking about business building, um, the actual value of your family and your wife and your and your kids and how you can't be rich if your family's destroyed and how you, all these things that you need to do right. So so I you, applaud that. But at no, the no, end no, of the day, but, OK, no, but I'm saying so this is to show where we're at as a community is why I'm saying that. And so he drops that. And so for the first week, he gets the kudos and the accolades for addressing age-appropriate content. Yeah, which is good. Because he's 47, 48, so he, wasn't talk, time. so he wasn't talking about turning up and stuff. He was talking about establishing all that. It didn't take but a week before we was like, oh, that's good to... No, nah, I ain't going to stop putting money to my ear because he told me to. I'm gonna stop. I ain't going to worry about my credit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to turn up at the strip club. I'm like, we were just so refusing because there's been people who've come along with good information. We just don't gravitate towards them. But remember, this is the same Jay-Z that told Brooklyn that the, the arena that they were going to have downtown, right? The Brooklyn. Um, the Barclays Center? Yeah. That was going to be a good look for Brooklyn, for the black folk in Brooklyn. And I'm going to tell you, that wasn't a good look for Brooklyn. That whole place is gentrified. No, no. Th those are two different statements. But, it wasn't a good look for maybe a lot of the black people in Brooklyn, but it was a good look for Brooklyn. Okay, but, 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 yeah. okay, but I'm saying black. Yeah. You're talking about black economics. You're talking about wealth building. So I look at Jay-Z. He's like, I hear you, Jay-Z, but you kind of sold your people out in Brooklyn. I mean, you got people running around in Brooklyn like, yo, Jay-Z sold us a good one. And yes, it might be a good business move for overall Brooklyn, but we all know when you're doing that kind of business, that never works out for black folks because we're not established anywhere for it to work out for us. Well, my only point was is that we just didn't even want to accept the information regardless of who it came from. So even if the person who said it has a, has a checkered past and history and yeah. questionable stuff, it was just the idea of... The, the statement is what's better than making it rain at the strip club credit and you just go, you know, the importance of buying the house that your mama lives in, buying the neighborhood that you grew up in. Yeah. And you just refusing to accept that just off rip. Like, it's just like, I ain't nobody going to tell me I need to invest in my community. And, you know, I got to listen to you. I don't need to start it no business. Be the, it will be the <laughs> death of us. Like I like like I wanted to state earlier. I was trying to find a way to say it. But daughter is 21 now. Right. Yay me. I'm 40. And so now my daughter goes to now the clubs, the local yeah. clubs there. And she goes and tells me on Monday how she went to this club and that club the weekend and everything like that. And how she saw all her little uncles, you know, and of course, her uncles aren't her real uncles, but yeah. her uncles like, you know, that she's grown up with around me. They're my friends. Right. The guys, my colleagues. And I still deal with them from afar, but my maturity level on certain things are different than theirs. Not saying that I don't respect them because I love them, respect them, but we don't move the way, we don't move in the same way. Yeah. I don't go to clubs. I don't really, that's not my thing. 
I think that after a while, why the hell do I want to be this age, age appropriate, having a 22-year-old shake day, dang, dang on my thing? I don't really think that it's really fun. I don't have any time for that. But my guy calls me and said, damn, I saw your daughter, and I had to look at myself in the mirror and ask myself, what the hell am I doing? I'm saying, yeah, you probably should have. Because it's to the point where we have to start growing up (laughs) black people. It's okay. It's okay to navigate out of the golden era, the good age, you can still get a lot of pussy without going to the club. Probably a little bit more. Right? You can navigate a little bit better. I, I, I understand that, that good thrill for that night, you, you might want that, but you probably get a little bit more longevity outside of that. I just don't see us growing in the pace that we need to grow. We just don't see or realize that creating business that helps create wealth. Ownership helps create wealth. You are living here in Sacramento, California, and you as a black person cannot find one place, one place, a simple place where you can go have like a tea, a a, a milkshake, a, a freaking slice of pizza that we all like. These are things that we like where it's a cool lounge area. There's not one place that's black owned like that. Yeah. Not one place. Every other culture does. You got Asians got strip malls where they got four different stores selling the same damn iced tea. Right? (laughs) Nothing different of it, but they selling the same Thai iced tea, but the Negroes don't have that. And that's when we sit there, we pay so much damn attention to the lives of all these other individuals. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it's fun to talk about it and get it out of our own lives. But when are we going to start realizing that we can watch other people get rich and take over our shit? Yeah, because these things that we see out here in, in these news stories, these people who keep making headlines, these people that we like to watch in movies, listen to their music, uh, watch on Sunday or Saturday or Tuesday or whatever... Uh, these can't be the end all be all that we look at as who we're supposed to look up to. And a lot of the stories that we talked about today are based around decisions and the choices that individuals make. And we, I think, have to be mindful about the choices that we make for the situations that we're in and not just getting caught up on watching other people's lives play out and then surprised that our lives are still in the same place. And when we see these things out here, folks acting reckless. Or maybe if we be a little reckless ourselves, almost definitely, uh, that we need to address them. That we need to sometimes pull the homie aside, pull your daddy aside, pull your your friend aside, or sometimes maybe you need to get pulled aside and say something. And say something. Jeez. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axius. Where can folks find you online, sir? I don't know, man. I was just going on my 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 two minute rant, and we didn't even get on Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Let's not talk about cutting people's hair. Come on, player. Remember who you were before, you know, with those cornrows. That's another whole subject. You can find me at Barry Axius Facebook, Barry Axius Twitter, and at Team Void Instagram and BlackBlueprints.com with a Z. Holler back. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, J. Morris CEO on every other social media platform. This has been the Say Something Podcast. Yes, sir. And until next show, don't be a coon and stay in school. And we will holler at you later. Yes, sir.